0: This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for the Intentionality Gurus with Candace Pollock. And um, I really like the theme today. The theme is Tame the Hamster Wheel. And um, I don't know about all of you listening, but, you know, the first of the year rolls around and so many people believe, ah, it's the first of the year, everything's going to be wonderful. And I'm going to do things, you know, in a new way. And I'm not going to be running in circles. However, um, my hamster wheel has been going full blast. And uh, over the last 24, 48 hours, I sort of have decided that, whoa, this is not where I want to be in the middle of January. So let's go ahead and talk about how I can slow down.
1: Um, so it takes noticing, you know, we always talk about, um, how noticing is the first step and, you know, it doesn't really take any action initially, but the idea is, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's an epidemic of busyness, not business, but busyness. Right. And, you know, we have this do it all, um, mindset, especially if we're working and, you know, raising families, that kind of a thing. Um, FOMO, I never really thought of myself as a, you know, fear of missing out person, but, I have to acknowledge it's there. Um, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, that's what's going on. In other circles, you know, um, some of the other things that we talk about, Karen, it's called restless uh, saboteur. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I started to get a handle on that, I realized, you know, the motivations behind it can be um, a form of avoiding and uh, certainly that element of, of FOMO. And then overcommitting. committing, um, I call it, you know, your eyes, your time eyes being bigger than your stomach, so to speak. Right. Um, bigger than the time you have available or energy and then um, underestimating how long it takes to do something. i particularly when I'm delegating to somebody else like like oh, yeah just do this this and this and then getting a little impatient maybe if it isn't done um, and then saying I think the biggest aha I had in terms of busyness just noticing was um, a, a quote that I came across was every yes is a no to something else. Yep. So when was are paying attention to what we're saying no to, ac- actually asking that question, what do I have to say no to in order to do this? It was making um, things a little bit easier. I had had a friend who had shared with me years ago that um, if it's not a complete yes, it's a no. And that one was useful, but it didn't have the impact of, you know, what do I have to say no to in order to say yes to this thing? So what resonates for you
0: so far? Well, you know, it's funny because probably up until the last year or so, um, I I was saying yes to just about everything because I was trying to prove to myself that I could do every, I could do things whatever it was so, you mm-hmm. know somebody would say you know I need somebody to um, figure out what size planter we need for this plant. And it would be like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. And it was like, not something I was interested in, but okay, I did it. Um, And maybe I gained brownie points. But really in the last couple of years, what I'm determining is that I don't have to prove to other people what I can do. If they don't see my value uh, in connection to them, then maybe... You know, that relationship is not that important. Um, and so now I'm doing more of the things that make me feel good. But I do understand the comment you made that for every yes, there's a no, because we only have so many hours in a day um, to get things accomplished. And so you may have to either not do something and ask somebody else to do it or just let it you know stay on that list of maybe we'll do it
1: yeah and and the other part is I recognized way way after the fact but I used to belong to an organization and I really wanted it to succeed and so on I was on the board at one time and we were having a big event and people were asking for volunteers for this or that and I was saying to a lot of things and not I mean, sincerely, not from a position that I, I thought I could do at all, but it was just my spirit of teamwork and and chiming in, and somebody else um, had a reaction when I said, you know, well, I'll, I can do that, I'll do that, and I, w- I was really kind of flummoxed at the time. And she said, um, "Oh, you do everything," and, and said it kind of sharply to me. And nobody had ever called me out on it. And you know, one I felt my intent had—I wasn't trying to take over. I was just you know, trying to be doing my team um, thing, but it did kind of plant a little seed. It's like, oh, okay. So this is not giving other people an opportunity to chime in and so on. I still struggle with that from time to time because, you know, when you're so used to being on that hamster wheel going round, 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 um, slowing down seems like "Mm, something's wrong here and not enough. Um, but you know, that's its own little, um, mental cycle and so on. And then when you add hijacks when other other people's issues like when um somebody doesn't have the zoom link for the podcast um right at their fingertips it makes somebody else has to um has to uh jump to it and make sure it occurs. Um, so what kind of hijacks occur for you? Um Besides- well
0: lots of hijacks to be honest. Um and a lot of them come by sitting down at the computer. You know, I'll sit down here and say, um, I'm going to work on the website right now. And then uh, something flashes in Facebook or I get a ding that I have an email and I find myself just bouncing around. I still cannot. um, I still have not figured out a way to not get hijacked when I'm on the computer. Um, and it, it's caused me a lot of problems because, um, I'll give you an example. I'm working with this podcast organization and there's a tool that I have not been using. And by not using it, I'm not earning points to the organization, which actually come in dollars. Mm. It didn't realize it. I know when I first started, I got to use it for free and I, I found it cumbersome. And so it was like, well, look, I don't need that. You know, I have my calendar, I have everything else. Why am I putting it in two places? And then I have found out this week after I had a phone call that I don't have to put all my data in there, but it's my final recorded show and that way they get filtered to various organizations um and so it's another way to get us more listeners had no idea so i started doing that yesterday but i kept getting hijacked to do something else and my thought pattern yesterday was i was going to get 20 of our shows uploaded and I only got five and that's because I allowed myself to oh you know there's something out of the corner of my eye I can see oh I better take care of that
1: so applying well one you noticed it so you no know, kudos but then applying the idea of saying yes to responding to those items or even having those alerts on while you're doing this other function right. Um, what does that mean? You have to say no to,
0: um, well, it has, if, so what I should do with that is the same thing that I do with my podcast. Okay. I still get those, you know, bleeps telling me that there's something, but I've learned to ignore it. And then, you know, after the podcast, then I can go either read the email or see what the text message is, um, but for some reason, I have not given myself permission to do that in other ways.
1: I love this because, I mean, w- there's no way that we'd talk about these details going right, into it, but it, it just plays in perfectly to such a perfect example. So the things we're talking about today and, and presumably in some future podcasts uh, linked to this. Um, they're based on the writing of Demir and Carrie Bentley called Winning the Week. And um, Laura Vanderkam's work in 168 hours. And then the work of Brian Johnson, who I've followed since, I don't know, 2014, 15, um, it, it was optimized, now it's heroic. And so the idea is to decide what your number one priority is for that day that day one there can only be one priority and so in this instance if your overarching goal is to enhance the you know your um, production company your podcast production company and everybody that participates in it then that has that you know on the days that you have your um, calls your recordings then you have to post those within a certain period of time to this this entity exactly or- and then that would do what for the overarching um goal
0: well, i'd I'd be achieving it, okay? Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't have to I don't have to do it all at one time. And that's this morning when I got on the computer, um, I had decided that's what I was going to do. I did not look at my email this morning, did not look at Facebook, um, although, I looked at email towards the end of me in putting all this before your show. And I'm you glad I that did I because you email.
1: But you should teach me a lesson and say, I'm, you know, don't expect me to be checking my email.
0: <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I decided a long time ago is that right before a show, I have to check to see if there's a text message or yeah. an email. Um, And I can't tell you how many times that has saved me. So for Mm -hmm. instance, you know, somebody has misplaced the link. Okay. Or the link isn't working. Um, At least I'm aware of it. But a lot of times it's somebody who's, uh, you know, will email me and say, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm, you know, in an important meeting. Um, I'm not going to make it on time. And it's like, okay. Instead of me sitting here waiting for that person to log in and they don't log in.
1: Yeah. So, you know, again, it's just a perfect example. So it's not a, you know, absolute rigid rule, but the idea is for us to be able, and we're just using you as the the guinea pig here um, on the hamster wheel, although I've never actually seen a guinea pig on a hamster wheel. Um, (laughs) the, The idea is that that's during the times that you allocated to do this posting whatever name you give it that's going to bring in revenue for the production company that's going to then be able to fuel a bunch of other things right that's that would be a, a key thing and then that would occur at various points during the week
0: it, exactly and All once right. I, and once I'm up on it and get my backlog then it's going to be very routine And so So it might take
1: 15 minutes out of a day.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: If it was a protected 15 minutes, then you could high five yourself and celebrate and say, good job, Karen. And And that would, you know, if you could maintain that cadence, that would have a lot of, you know, exponential benefits to you personally and professionally. Right. Okay. So then, the idea would be to turn off the alerts, the email alerts, you know do that one little check-in because that's part of being able to do the production. But it's not the ambient checking email and the other kinds of stuff we you know Facebook and so on that we tend to do. Right. And um so the beauty of this these things from um, uh, winning the week and the one hundred and sixty eight hours. And the Brian Johnson stuff. So with Brian Johnson, it's it's a um, you know he's got a lot of depth with all of his material and so on. It's pick one priority per day. Now, Brian's philosophy is you take one priority, the the number one thing you want to get done in three categories. So the first one is your energy. All right, So is it a workout? Is it you know, a, maybe meditation and so on? One for work. So basically something that's going to support, you know, your, your work role, and then one in your relationships could be with yourself, could be with your immediate family, could be for the community or, you know, for the world. Um, But the idea is just one per and uh, to be able to articulate that every day. I kind of, I like that. I have some steady um, things that I do um, regularly that it's the same thing each day, but if I maintain that, then I can maintain um, a lot of you know, mental as well as physical equilibrium. But I like that um, Demir and Carrie's uh, material in Winning the Week, because when you think about it, when you look up the definition of priority, there can only be one. Right. All right, and so then you can have a backup, you can have a runner up, you know, Miss America has a runner up, so you can have a, you know, but if you get that one priority done, um, that it, it's really gonna support everything else. And the other part that I like that they do is, um, you know, the Bentleys do is they suggest you, um, when you're planning your next week, you look back at the prior week and you do what I call a post-mortem. And you basically go back over and say, okay, what could I have consolidated here so that I'm doing this chunk of things in this period of time? doesn't require a lot of my energy. Um, what can I do um, to eliminate it completely, maybe automate it so that I don't have to do it anymore? Um, that's the one I struggle with because I have to delegate to other people to to do those, you know, the technology parts. And then what can I um, outsource to have somebody else do? So looking back on what we just talked about for you, what occurs to you if you were to look at that week?
0: Um- well, first of all, I have nobody that I can. Well, I take that back. you got a husband um, who's technologically
1: speak, proficient.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, my first reaction was I have nobody to outsource things to, but I do. Um, and I'm getting better at it. So I, I have a client who is constantly asking me to help them get um, a guest for their show. And so. I've been doing it, um, but half-heartedly it's like, you know, this is not part of the process really that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing the show, you know, your show, you know, your theme, and, you know, you should bring your own guest on, but anyways, I've been doing it. And finally, um, for the last month, I started noting on my calendar how much time I was devoting to it. Um, because maybe I was sending out emails to prospective guests, and then I had to follow through and figure out which ones, you know, were answering, which ones weren't. And so I actually came up with it. I was putting in 15 hours a month mm. for the one client. And so I called the client and I said, either I need to get paid for this or you need to do it yourself. And the first comment was, well, you do such a good job. Okay, well, that means that I'm valuable <laughs> and you can pay me Then to that do means it. you're going to
1: pay me a primo right. price.
0: <laughs> and then the next comment was, well, don't you want my show to be good? And it was like, well, I do. But if I'm going to go through that work, I might as well be the host of that show. And that's how I phrased it. And she said... Well, but, you know, I do a good job. But just to host it is not what I'm looking for in this scenario. And she wasn't getting it. And so we've talked about this before. You know, you can Mm -hmm. say something, you know, hundreds of times to somebody. And if they don't want to hear it the way it's coming out, they're just going to not hear what you're talking about. So I then sent her a very detailed email, you know, and I showed her, you know, on this day I did this, and these are the people I contacted. And she finally called me back and she said, where do you find time to do all that? Yeah. So just telling her it was 15 hours meant nothing to her. Right. But when I could document it and show it to her and she knew that I was contacting these people because I copied her on all the emails it was like oh and I said so now you have a choice you know you can get your own Gus or I'm going to come up with a fee to do this work well, and, let me ask you
1: about that though so is that your best and highest
0: use um, it's not my best and highest used, but it could be two or three on the list of what would be best for the radio station.
1: And and can you be excellent at doing it?
0: Um, if I actually section out the time and get paid for it because in those 15 hours that I'm giving to this person each month I could be doing something else and that something else might be um just sitting here at my desk doing a word game um it could be you know cooking baking whatever um so if I'm not going to get paid for those hours and it's not going to in enhance things enough, then no, it's not worth it,
1: well, and even if you got paid, if it's hourly, you're trading your time for money. And if there are some things you can do that can be automated and so on that are not you know you're getting paid for the result, not the time. right. Um, th- those things can be more profitable. And you know that that's not a, a shameful thing to say. Um, you know, I coach a lot of small law firm owners, and they spend a lot of time focusing on bringing cash flow, but sometimes at the expense of things that are more profitable for them. And um, it's really hard for them to make that distinction. That we we want to be able to focus on the things that make our heart sing, not just what we can do. I mean, yeah, I'm preaching to myself here because you know somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to help them and you know i'm running around and um working on things that one we they they shouldn't have been on our menu all right, right. Because, yes i can do it but we we don't really have the workflows to support it and then it's all based on me i can't delegate it or automate it which means i can't be everything to everybody and you know i I'm, I'm projecting that i'm hearing all of that from you and i don't know how you hear, how You hear me? Yeah,
0: I mean, now that you're saying it, it it makes sense because um, trading myself for dollars. Yeah, in some ways, it feels good, you know, that's more in the bucket. But it also, I feel sometimes I'm cheating the rest of my podcasters
1: exactly so yeah. you know, it, wh- whether that's true or not but it's just noticing just just saying okay you know anchoring to the 168 hours we all have 168 hours 24 7 in a week and when we you know re- subtract out how much time we sleep how much time it takes for food prep and eating and um you know acquisition of food you know going to the grocery store and um what you know other activities you know are um, working out um, activities, if we have those or not, and then um, at work, what, what what do we do in those times and so on. And um, inevitably, I just took somebody through that exercise yesterday, and he discovered that he had an extra 37 hours in the week that um, were not allocated to all of these things. And they were just kind of amorphously getting absorbed by work. He wasn't leaving at a regular time. And, right kind of intruding on the time he would otherwise be reading to his daughter, um, you know, their first uh, younger child um, kind of a deal. So in this instance, um, you know, making the distinction between I can do it and I so-called should do it with air quotes um, around it um, might be useful because in, in terms of what the business can do and be excellent at, in good to great, Jim Collins said the, the difference that um, he analyzed businesses and he, they were all top-notch businesses and so on, but some were really great businesses. And he said the thing that made the good businesses great, that, that distinction were they had a real clear sense of what their passion was with the work they were doing, what the, um, they could be excellent at or were excellent at, and then what is their economic driver, their profit per X that if they focus on X, they can be profitable. So it doesn't mean to be all things to all people. Right. All right. So when I put all of those words out there, what what stands out to you?
0: Um, well, first of all, um, what it really came to mind is those 15 hours right now are more i need them more for me in business and personal life Mm -hmm. it's not worth the dollars that i would get for it um and i've been thinking this for a while my husband even said it to me uh the other day he said no you're we were sitting in the dining room eating dinner and both of our phones dinged at the same time i went and looked at mine and it was one of the people that I had reached out for this client and, um, they left me this long, long text and I'm seeing there reading it. Okay. And I'm thinking, do I really account for this? That I'm sitting mm-hmm. here at dinner. Okay. And it brought me to remember something that my son told me about, um, on his last job that. During the working hours, um, the person he was working with said very, very little to him. But as soon as work was over, he was getting one text message after another. And he finally realized that he was putting in somewhere between one to three hours extra each day, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. reading the text messages and having to respond to them off of his hours right and i remember getting appalled and then the other night while this happened i'm thinking <laughs> to myself i'm doing the same thing
1: Yeah. You know? and in that one you're the appallee you're the, on yeah. the receiving end of it
0: yes right so there are things that you know hey you know you don't maybe this isn't worth your time and whatever dollar figure you give it um and, but it, it it takes hearing it, but not being judged over it. And I think that's what the difference is. You know, I felt my husband's been judging me about doing this. Um, and that's bothersome. It's like, hey, I'm a big girl. I know what I'm doing. But just in this conversation it was, you know, is it worth your while? Is it what you want to do? and you know both answers are
1: no so yes, yes to it is a no to to these other things
0: yeah. and today we're talking in
1: terms of dollars but we could just as easily say time with family or just time on our own or time exactly. goofing off you know watching a what a soap opera or something and um who's to say that that isn't um the the appropriate you know value you put on it that you know it's your choice but you know, we can be thinking in terms of our time slots—that 168 hours. Um, I just love that that her book and the um, TED talk that she did, because we we get a, we can get really present, just noticing. Don't have to do anything, no commitment. You know, no master um, you know plan changes or anything, and just notice. You know, I have 168 little chits. Where am I going to place them? And, um, you know, do the things that support you physically and mentally. you know, those would be the the best investment, and then pick the other things. and um it's kind of like spending our money. We can never, you know, we can always get more money in essence, but um we can't manufacture time, so we need to right. spend um, wisely and stay exactly. or at
0: least slow it down a bit. yeah. well,. And, you know, running on that hamster wheel doesn't do any of us any good.
1: Yeah, we don't even get, you know, um, points for working out.
0: (laughs) Right. You know, and the funny part is I wrote this um, blog the other day and uh, it was sort of about this. um, And I reflected that when daytimers were very um, prominent, everybody was carrying one. Um, I went out and got one. Uh And my days were so filled with things. And now when I look back, I think to myself, were my days filled with things because I was trying to prove to somebody else who carried a day timer that I was as busy as them? And to be honest with you, yes, that's exactly what I was doing. That's
1: what you do. Yeah, I mean, you always saw pictures of people with these big, thick day timers. That were just chock a block, maybe with post-it notes and so on, and it was kind of a, you know, a badge of honor in a sense that you know I'm important because I'm so busy. And yeah. I, I haven't fully read the book Get It Done by David Allen. I, there's this whole concept um, behind it um because it just required too many words and and um details and, and that kind of thing. But one of the things I really love from the Winning the Week by um, the Bentleys is we're not going to get it all done just get over that all right? Yeah. any any illusions we have of you know getting it all done are just you know beating ourselves up unnecessarily so be more mindful go back over the past week and say okay what could i have done differently to make that a more impactful week not a busier week not chock block with all sorts of things but um, how might I have done it differently and, and then have that inform the current week and just, you know, keep refining it, just noticing.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's part of the reason I wrote the blog this week, because, um, you know, starting off the new year, you know, being ill, um, I really did cut back tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went It was funny because when I wrote the blog, I was sitting here looking to see what was on my calendar for the day. And it was a light day. And I went back a week and it was like, oh, I really didn't do anything last week. Oh, I didn't do anything the week before. Wow. (laughs) I've really been sort of on vacation for a month. And the reality was I wasn't on vacation. I was sick, but the world didn't fall apart. And it's like logically i know that but emotionally it's like you know i got to be on the wheel but once i wrote the blog that's when i you know really took a step back and said you know there are going to be some changes and you know like yesterday knowing that i had five shows in a row and five shows that i really enjoyed doing um I knew that I had to take a break and part of that break was not going to my group meeting last night, which I wanted to do, but I also wanted me time. Mm -hmm, And, you know, it was like, I'm going to do it. And My husband laughed at me because um, when I came down after the last podcast and said, um, I'm not doing group tonight, he looked at me and said, but you really enjoy it. I said, yeah, but I really enjoy me and mm-hmm. there's too much going on in my head. And he goes, okay. And he said, you, you know, and he took me out to dinner, um, which was even an extra special thing. Um, but I didn't sit there looking at my phone either at dinner. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I'm really in overload. And even if the two of us aren't talking, I don't care. You know, i I heard sounds around me. I wasn't paying any attention to what they really were. Um, and the two of us were really quiet last night. And we both really needed it. So,
1: so to me, that's stepping off the hamster wheel. If only for a moment you allowed yourself to just maybe you were still standing on it, but it wasn't, you know, going around worrying
0: absolutely absolutely you know
1: that um that's the beginning of taming it making those kinds of decisions saying nope i choose to spend this time doing x and not y because you know what where's why getting you
0: got it well another great conversation today and um you know it's in the direction that i've been wanting to go and have been trying to go so um it'll be interesting uh in two weeks to uh see what we've all accomplished
1: kudos little guinea
0: pig all right have a great day talk to you later all right you too thanks